Hi, I'm Addie. And I'm Kat. And you're listening to Club Dead, the only Australian True Blood rewatch podcast. And we're at episode 11 of season one. How incredibly exciting. We're almost there. It is. We're almost there. We're almost into the good stuff. Um... I can't believe that we're 11 episodes into this podcast and the hyperfixation hasn't kicked off. Uh, no, because like vampires have been one of my hyperfixations since I saw Salem's Lot when I was like 10. Yeah, true. And You're welcome. Some- <laughs> uh, so Kat and I, for everybody who isn't in this conversation, uh, we're just having a chat about a, I'm, I'm buying my, my husband's birthday next month and I was buying him a, a present. I remember saying, I was like reading the message and it's, oh, she's all safe and sound. And I was explaining that it's a, a poison ivy prosciutto thing. My husband already knows this because he's, this is what he's requested. Uh, and Kat goes, are you getting, because she thought I said prosciutto, not prosciutto. And she's like, are you getting ham? <laughs> you make some fresh ham? Fresh ham? <laughs> and I was like, no, it's vegan ham because it's poison ivy. So this now raises the question that I have only just had in the last 30 seconds. What the like vegetarian and vegan vampires do i imagine true blood would be okay because it's synthesized right yeah but i mean also they're kind of cannibals if anything kind of there's a cat at my door there's a cat there is a cat i thought i closed that (laughs) Uh, she's to the podcast yeah so if he's screaming it's because my cat wants attention (laughs) um yeah so this week is season one episode 11 to love is to bury Ooh, yeah. And this is this is kind of kicking off into it's kicking off the end of the current arc. It's kicking into season two, um, and yeah, we're basically getting down into the nitty gritty of it. And this 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 one is a really good episode because you got the big plot twist at the end. Oh gosh, I've forgotten the plot twist. How exciting is this going to be when we finally get to it? Yeah, don't don't do it. Don't do it. Don't read it. Don't read it. Let's get there. Okay. Okay. So. Um, yeah, let's get started, because I love this little, episode. little plot excerpt is Suki catches a glimpse of something during her encounter with the serial killer, and she and Sam travel to an adjoining county to see if they can get more information. And then yeah. I have my note, vegan vampire, and I'm like, oh, wait, that's Vegan vampires? <laughs> but what do they eat? If anybody knows what a vegan vampire would eat, please let us know. We'd love, yeah, to, exactly. we'd love to hear what you think. Yeah, vegan we always vampires. Yeah, I'm keen. Uh, also, just a sidebar, I almost introduced the podcast with my other podcast intro. Hi, this is TGIF. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, uh, you are not listening to T- It's Club Dead. This one is Club Dead, Cat. This one is Club Dead. I mean, this, they're, they're both kind of scary things, spooky. like spooky, but yeah, wrong yeah. podcast. Wrong podcast, sorry, everybody. Yeah, go check out that podcast. That is a good Yeah, podcast. you can listen to it if you like horror movies. We uh, analyze a lot of horror movies on there. It's or if you like fun. Cat. Or if you like me. Yeah, yeah. If you like that, go listen to her other podcast. I mean, I'm all right, right? <laughs> I like you. I, I like me. <laughs> I like me. Um, <laughs> this episode uh, kicks off uh, with Bill digging a grave with Pam supervising uh, because she um, is ex- she is saying to Bill that she's a little bit worried that he's not going to let her you know, become a vampire. We're talking about her, I mean Jessica. <laughs> yeah, so the scene sort of opens and honestly it kind of looks like the world's either best or worst like front cover of Gardening Australia. That, um, that lawn looks nice. 
that lawn looks nice and pam is digging a really lovely outfit and she's just she's just cute as button but yeah so bill, bill is digging the grave for um for jessica because jessica has been drained by bill he's given her his blood and now the next part of the process begins yeah but Pam has been instructed by the Magister to stay with Bill to make sure that he goes to ground and to make sure that he doesn't stake Jessica before they can both go to ground. And Pam is sort of having this moment where she's talking about how humans are very fickle and very temporary and stuff like that. And he has given her the greatest gift that anybody could bestow upon a human, which is hmm. vampirism, basically. Although um, I, wouldn't, I don't know if I'd agree with that. Although living forever, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm curious about this from a chronic ill standpoint. Would I still get migraines? <laughs> no. No? Your brain wouldn't like, even be functioning, really. True. Um, yeah, would I Would I still get migraines? No. No. Okay, cool. What about fibro stuff? Would I still no. get fibro pain? No. No? Uh, would I still have my head scrap where my shoulders all dislocate and everything just dislocates? Maybe. Okay, cool. I'm on board. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> one out of three ain't bad. I ain't that bad. I mean, I'd be quite happy not to have lower back pain constantly. Yeah. And I'm, really I'm, down, nice. I'm down not to have like three week long headache migraines. So oh, that'd be so good for you. Mm. Mm. It'd be great. Um, I wouldn't have psoriasis anymore. That'd be really nice. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should become vampires. Maybe we should, yeah. That, you know what? It doesn't sound that bad now that you think about it. Eric Northman, hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me on the Twitter or you can text me. Yeah. I'm sure you'll find a way. You'll be able to do it. Um, what I really find fascinating here is that Pam is more interested in maintaining this status quo amongst like their vampires and um, having makers and like perpetuating this like cycle of making vampires because she really doesn't like humans and bill isn't okay with the idea and that's probably why you know over how old is he like over 150 years old he's Some never boy. been a maker ever. yeah and pam is talking about how becoming becoming a maker is a great responsibility and all this kind of stuff it's in 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 true blood becoming a maker is like becoming a parent basically and you take care of a baby vampire um and so her and bill are having this really long conversation about um what eric's like and what pam was like before she was a vampire and all this kind of stuff and it's really interesting to see how despite the fact that they're both mainstreaming one aspect of mainstreaming is that you don't feed on humans so there wouldn't be a way to perpetuate vampires because you wouldn't be feeding on them and you wouldn't be killing them yeah but that's where it's kind of like a little bit of a gray area isn't it yeah that's it's yeah it's just interesting to watch them and then pam sort of starts examining jessica <laughs> and just rolls her into the yeah she the like hole. yeah so <laughs> just just has been kind of like portrayed as this good christian girl and pam goes up to her and kind of like lifts the skirt and i've just got a note that goes oh my god pam and then it's <laughs> learning more about the process of making a vampire and then oh my god pam as she <laughs> kicks this corpse yeah. into a hole. She rolls her in. Yeah, like she just kind of boop. Bill and gets then, in and she buries them. Yeah, and she just in in her Valentino pumps by the looks of it, she's there she and she's badass. She does. She looks gorgeous. 
oh, I wish I could do things in high heels. Like, just even live. Yeah. Um, That'd be nice. They're, they're all called my sitting down shoes now. So Yeah, I basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my feet kill. Like, I have really painful issues with my feet, probably because of arthritis, but I'm in denial about it. And yes. so, like, my feet are always sore, and putting a pair of heels on them, I'm like, oh, fuck this shit. <laughs> I now no longer do stilettos. It's all chunky heels with nice, with either yeah. solid with either solid platforms on them or they're low, like they're only, you know, three-inch heels. Whereas I used to teeter around on, like, five-inch stilettos. Oh, God, I have never been able to do that. I'm just too clumsy. So, you're like, front teeth would be gone. No, that's... The, the the four five inch heels is how I dislocated my left uh, my left ankle, so I no longer do that. We're not doing that. This, we're not no doing more. that anymore. No more. So I like that we're kind of learning about how vampires are made, which is similar to what we know in already established law. Yeah, there's there's this idea that you have to drain someone, and then they put a little spin on it with that you know you have to go to ground with them and stuff like that because you don't see vampires, or you don't hear about vampires. Um, being created without being in the ground with their maker, so there's yeah, there's some either magic to it or symbolism in it. I think Pam does touch on it briefly, but there's some symbolism or magic in it that means that when you're creating a vampire, the maker needs to be in the ground. Okay, I yeah. think I'd have to go back and watch it. I know it comes up later in some of the later seasons. Yeah, when, it definitely does. When there's like vampires coming out of all sorts of weird and wonderful things, but um. <laughs> yeah so so yeah we're over at sam's house uh, uh sookie's house sorry and sam's leaving a message for tara he's kind of worried and sam is staying with sookie at this mm-hmm. point because sookie's terrified that something's going to happen to her uh bill's not in town doesn't know where the fuck he is uh <laughs> so um uh, sam's there who is you know and it's kind of nice because they're both like their hearts are with other people mm. and it's, it's kind of like a nice dynamic. They're chatting about, um, you know, the the incident and who Sookie saw in the kitchen. And um, she's explaining how the thoughts work yeah. to him. Like that sometimes she can see pictures and sometimes she sees colours. It seems like they're more like friends now than they have been through the entire series. Like yeah. it's, it's not, it doesn't seem like, you know, Sam is pining for her or anything like that. So he doesn't seem super on edge, um, mm. all that kind of thing. I do like that it opens with Sam saying down the phone, uh, let me know if you aren't dead or in a ditch somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, considering the last time we saw Tara, she was drunk driving, nearly hit a pig. Um, and was in and, a ditch. <laughs> and was in a ditch. Um <laughs> And so, like, at this point, I like, despite all of her stupid horror movie decisions, I really feel for Suki. Um, yeah. Her friend and acquaintance, her grandmother and her cat, they're all dead. Um, yeah. Her brother is dating the literal worst person. Um, her, brother, her brother is a dumbass and everybody thinks she's <laughs> insane. Like, if, if at I this knew- point, you'd just be like, fuck it, I'm going to bed for the rest of my life. Well, also, I'm honestly surprised she hasn't snapped and murdered everybody in town. <laughs> Just like, like my postal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I actively Fuck knew that she place. wasn't, if I actively knew that she wasn't the killer, I'd probably have her high up on my suspect list. And I kind of wouldn't blame her either. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, everybody just thinks she's nuts and all this kind of stuff, so... I'd be like, like nuts? I'll fucking show you nuts. Yeah, she's gonna go shoot up a hick town. Yeah, I'd do it. No, I wouldn't. I love people too much, even if they're stupid. Um, so Suki <laughs> is worried, uh, and she's talking about how, um, you know, Bill's not coming back because he would have been able to feel me being scared and worried for my yeah. life. And, yeah. um, yeah, so... She goes to bed and Sam sits on the couch and loads his rifle. <laughs> Interesting. And the funny thing is, it's like, Sam kind of looks at her like, do you want me to come with you? And I'm like, no, Sam, you can't be a furry little weirdo no. in the bed. Um, no, you don't. But yeah, he knows He knows that there's a threat. He doesn't know what it is. Mm. Um, but honestly, out of everybody in Bontemps, um, Sam is probably the best person for Suki to be with. Yeah, and because he's, like, a vigilant person as well. So he's a dog. So dog. You know. Um, Then we're over to the ditch that Tara's in with uh, (laughs) a police officer who is, I'm I'm assuming she's, like, a family friend of Tara and Letty as well. So her name's uh, Kenya. Kenya, that's right. Um, Yeah, that's actually her name in the book as well. And I think they're sort of playing up this familiarity, that was not how you pronounce that, but the idea that <laughs> familiarity that all of the black people in town kind of know each other. I'm sure, like, everybody in town knows each other anyway. Yeah, but But it's they do of, this, it's probably a church thing. Like, yeah, it feels a little different when Kenya is talking to Tara. Maybe they grew up and went to high school together or something like that. It's yeah. not kind of... Oh, we're neighbours. Um, yeah. Um, but so Tara is trying to explain that this random pig um, and this woman were standing in the middle of the street. Um, she swerved to avoid them. She's definitely not drunk. And Kenya okay. goes, well, there's there's a bottle, like a broken bottle of tequila in your car. And she goes, that's not mine. Somebody's she also calls it a crazy ass motherfucking Paul Bunyan pig. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Who's Paul Bunyan? Um. He sounds really, really familiar, and for some reason my let's brain is a, going... Let's have a Google. I need to for know some, who Paul Bunyan is. For some reason my brain is like, he's probably Australian because we're the ones with no. crazy animals. He's a giant lumberjack and folk hero in American and Canadian lo- folklore. He exploits a revolve around the tall tales of his supernatural human labours, and he is customarily accompanied by Babe the Blue Ox. I'm not entirely sure how Paul Bunyan plays into this anymore. But Maybe because Paul Bunyan's really big? Maybe. So a Paul Maybe. Bunyan pig is a really big pig. Um, <laughs> but so Kenya says something to Tara that makes her really flare up because yes. Tara is like, insinuates no, I'm something. Drunk. I'm not drunk. This is what I saw. Yeah, I saw the naked woman and the pig. And um, uh, and Kenya goes, you turn it into Letty May. Yeah, that's super inflammatory. That's not that's, nice. That's really inflammatory. And pro- honestly, like Kenya's Kenya's probably had some experience with Letty May on her benders, so she's probably like seeing this and going, "No, you're turning into your mother." Um, like I've arrested Kenya, your mom. Heaps yeah, of like like I know what your mom is about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my favorite part about this, though, is that. Kenya gives Tara a sobriety exam. 
And okay, so for everybody, for everybody who's not Australian, when you do a RBT, so a random breath test in Australia, they have you blow into a little thing. They it's like you either blow into a straw or you count to ten, and then it comes back and it says, "Yep, you're drunk," or "No, you're fine." Off you pop. There's no sobriety test. Yeah, that is the sobriety test. That is it. That, that is it. <laughs> But in, and I don't know if this is an actual thing or if this is just something that's been perpetuated by American media or like that kind of thing. She's, <laughs> she goes, you need to, what is it, stand with one foot in front of the other, holding the other six inches off the, off the ground, parallel to the ground. I've been sober nearly six weeks. I would fall over doing that like a newborn yeah. giraffe. Also, the instructions are really hard for someone like me to follow. Yeah, because they're not clear. <laughs> and she says them in such a way. She's like, stand with one foot in front of the other, holding the other a full six inches off the ground, parallel to the ground. I'm like, that's not a sentence in any language. Like, Maybe not for neurodivergent people. <laughs> no, like, I need the, one in, instruction at a time, please. Yeah, like there's, there's a lot in there that's like quite confusing. I think it's meant to be intentionally confusing because I remember trying to write this and being like, hang on, slow down. She's got no, it definitely what? is. She, for she, drunk she, people, she they'd be like, what's that? I'd literally yeah. be like, I am sober as Sally right now, but your instructions are too hard for me to follow. So basically all she's asking Tara to do is stand on the ground with one and foot. And lift her foot up. Yeah, lift her foot up, like six inches off the ground. Yeah. But it's so convoluted. <laughs> it's so it's convoluted. Of course she's meant to fail. She's going to fall over. She's going to hurt herself. Yeah. Oh, H&S. So... Tara, Tara is getting put into the back of this truck and she's going, but the lady and the pig was real. And I'm like, bitch, if you were sober, I wouldn't believe you. <laughs> oh, I believe anything. I'm really uh, gullible. So you could literally tell me anything. I'd be like, ah. like if I ask someone an academic question and they could lie to me and I'd be like, okay. I just That makes me worried because why wouldn't you go research that? Oh, if if I really wanted to research it, I would. If it's just like a, if I'm watching TV and somebody says something and I'm like, oh, what does that mean? And if my grandma just makes up some bullshit story and doesn't like, no, I'm the like same. Mince words, I'd be like, okay, like yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not looking same. that up. Uh, and I'm also really bad at trying to make gullible people fall for things because I can't keep a straight face. Oh, <laughs> people get me all the time. I can't. I can't do it. I'm too I'm too honest about it. I have such a terrible poker face. Um, so the next scene we're with Jason and Amy. Ugh. Cleaning up the horrible mess that was once Eddie. <laughs> and Amy slips straight back into manipulating Jason. Yeah. Um, and there is this really great scene. The, the whole scene is actually really great because Yeah, it really they're, is. They're, they're cleaning it up, they're cleaning it up, and then Jason throws up. And he's yeah. really upset about this. Because oh, it's horrible. He, he liked Eddie. He doesn't feel like Eddie was manipulating him or anything like that. Like he wanted to let Eddie go. And now all of a sudden he's cleaning up this viscera all over the, the, the basement floor. Oh, I'd be so, throwing my guts up. Yeah. So Amy goes from yelling at him to coming over and saying, you know, Eddie was controlling your mind and, like, you know me better than anybody else and all this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I hate that. And I was like, oh, fuck off. And the thing is that um, Jason is trying to explain to her that um, Eddie didn't have those powers and couldn't mm. control his mind. And yeah. 
uh, it's really upsetting because Amy's response is talking, you know, for the last time he was already dead. Yeah, there is this, this, <clears throat> and I actually have this written down. The way that they rationalise it is that, um, you know, a vampire, a vampire right should be amended or ratified rather, but also he's, we didn't kill him, he's not a man. Yeah. So he's kind of trying to have it best of both ways kind of thing and it's like, no, either they're given the same rights as a living person yeah. or they're not human at all. You can't have it. It, yeah, there's no grey area when it comes to the rights of an autonomous person. Yeah, exactly. It's, and the way yeah, it's just a horrible scene. She's a, she's a walking red flag. <laughs> the way, and the way that it all sort of plays out is that Jason's like, we killed a man. And Amy yeah. turns around and says, for the last time, he was already dead. He was not a man. He was a predator. Only we got to him first. Yeah. That really just, my jaw dropped open and I was like, you are I, so bad. I've said this before. I hate her as a, like, as a person. If I saw this person interacting with my friends, I would go up and throw an elbow. I love the way she's written. She's written yeah. so beautifully to encapsulate that manipulative. It's 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 almost like a deadly flower. Mm. Like how they know, trap things. Yeah, it's like a Venus flytrap. Like you know, you shouldn't go up there, and you know that it's going to be bad for you, but you can't help it. Yeah, you want know, to you want to sniff the rose. You want to take a bite of the poison apple because it looks so delicious. She's meant. She knows that she's a good manipulator, and she knows that Jason's going to fall for it. I just don't understand why she wants Jason out of everybody. Because, like, manipulators and like people who behave this way have motives. There's motive. I imagine it's because she's gotten into this town. She's found somebody who's also an addict, um, but who is more manipulated or is, who's easier to manipulate than other people that she's been around. And now that she's also got herself established in the community kind of, she's got herself a job, she's got herself a solid relationship, she's got somewhere to live, why would you leave? Yeah, she doesn't want to throw that away now. Yeah, exactly. Like, Jason is a good-looking dude. Apparently he's a bomb in the sack. Um, I mean, look at all the women that just want to bang him. And have subsequently been murdered. Um, yeah. Why is Amy... Oh... Oh, <laughs> um, but I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the plot twist. Oh wait. Um, but yeah, like you know, he's good to look at. He's handy. He's you know, he's just easy to manipulate. So yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like a lose lose for him, isn't it? Yeah, there's no way that he was getting out of this either unscathed or unharmed. Like he yeah wasn't gonna make it out alive. Mm. So. The next scene is Suki sitting at the kitchen table um, the next morning reading the yellow pages. Sam walks in with it, his shirt off, trying to beat the breakfast snack. Um, <laughs> but there's eggs and sausages in the oven, so I'd rather that. There is eggs and sausages in the oven because Suki is a southern hostess. Also, yep. the eggs and sausages look really good. Yeah, I was like, oh, I always get hungry when I watch this show because I always eat something that I'm like, fuck yeah, I'd eat that. I'd eat yeah. the shit out of that. And it's like southern, it's like southern food, so it's like yeah. and heaps of pies, know. and I'm just like, yes. Oh, yes, I love pie. Um, so Suki's actually looking through the yellow pages, and she's explaining to Sam that, um, you know, uh, she, in the, she in remembers the something. Yeah, in the flashes that she had when she was in proximity with the murderer, 
or the serial killer, she could see the name tag of something. And it turns out yeah. that it was, it turns out it was Big Patty's Pie House. Yum! Uh, Big, Big Patty's Pie House is located near Bunky. But I love um, that um, Sam says to her, are you looking up killers in the yellow pages? <laughs> and she looks at him I was like, like no. you idiot. <laughs> you idiot. But I loved it. I was like, that's so that's it's, really such, it's such a cute little throwaway line. <laughs> yeah. I love this like, Patty's Pie House located in Bunky and it 100% sounds Bunky. like something you'd find out in rural New South Wales. Yeah. Well, we have like um, Bilpin. Yeah, Bilpin is good. Um, there's as you come down, you come down the M5 out of, um, or onto the Hume off the M5. There's the pie shop that's like, oh, it's a hundred kilometers. Oh yeah, Heather Bray's. Yeah, Heather Bray. But I'd rather go to Robertson Pie Shop. Uh, I grew up on Darby's Pies. Darby's Pies. Where's that? It's like it was like a Newcastle thing. They don't exist anymore. Oh no. And they used to do one dollar meat pies. Oh, I used to love meat pies growing up, and now I'm just like, I don't know what's in those. I'll just eat yeah. sweet pie. <laughs> to, to be fair, again, I have put things in my body that I don't understand or True. know the ingredients. Meat pie is probably top three of the things that the least sausage likely rolls. To kill me. Oh sausage god! You go smell. to. If you go to when when we went up to the Hunter Valley Gardens at Easter, and for no, people who don't know, the Hunter Valley Gardens is a big garden area, and they've got like different installations, and um, they do light installations for Christmas and things like that. But they've also got like a little shopping precinct, promenade sort of thing with breweries and all this kind of stuff because it's in wine country. Beautiful. Um, but Jason and I had gone um, to Aqua Golf. And we were hungry. We were meeting my stepdad, but we were hungry. So we're like, oh, we'll go see what we can find for lunch. We had $13 sausage rolls. It was, don't give me that look. It I'm was sorry. the best sausage roll I've ever had. It was like handmade pastry, nice and flaky. The mince was like really flavorful and stuff like okay. that. It was the best one I've ever had. The best sausage roll I ever had was from Carilla Bakery. I don't know that one. It's near Guy Mia. In the Shire. So good. I was just thinking about it. I was like, okay, I'd eat those. I haven't I haven't been in the Shire in ages. Oh, me neither. I try to avoid it at all cost. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I'm going to Miranda so I can go to Sephora. That's about it. <sighs> no, come to Campbelltown and we'll go to Sephora. And oh, wait, Mecca. no. It was Mecca that was at Miranda, but they opened one in Wollongong, so I don't have to go there, there you anymore. Go. It's all right. It's all good, everyone. Visit, when you come and visit me, we'll go and we'll, we'll go to Sephora. We'll do Sephora. We'll do Sounds Sephora. great. Um, the next, so Sookie and uh, Sam, Sam decide they're going to go to Bunky and see what they can find out. They're going to go to this pie shop. Yeah. Um, and then the next scene is Amy trying to dispose of Eddie's remains down in the, the garbage disposal <laughs> in, her nice, in her nice white top. I'm and surprised she didn't get splattered in blood. Honestly, same. Like she must have like a little shield or something. Yeah, like um, a whole body shield. <laughs> yeah. So she's standing there very quietly. And this was a super triggering scene for me. Silent um, treatment? The silent treatment. That yeah. The sort of thing. Jason walks in, he opens up the fridge, he's got a garbage bag, and he scoops all of the vampire blood that they've saved into the bin and he smashes it. Into the he bin. Smashes, yeah, he smashes it into the bin so that all of the blood is mixed in with, like, glass and now they can't take it. 
And this was like, oh, okay, I'm 14 again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Sam, uh, I keep saying Sam because I'm looking at my notes about Sam. Jason says <laughs> that um, they're not doing it again. They're going clean. They're if she wants to keep taking it, then mm. that's fine. But she needs to get out of the house, which is totally understandable. And it's kind of like that's good. Like yeah, I do he, the same. Yeah, he's he's trying to get clean. This has now gone too far for him, so he's he's done with it now. Yeah, um, good. My one of my favorite parts was that you can see when Amy loses the the facade for a second i want to say when she looks up from the sink and she's kind of like yeah exactly and she just comes over her yeah and she's she loses the facade for a second she's really worried yeah um because jason's jason's gone and destroyed all the blood that they had like this is one of her that doesn't work for her yeah, and that's one of her holds over him was that they yeah. were having great sex on vampire blood. So what do they do what now? What are they going to do now? Yeah. Um, at the at Merlot's, uh, Lafayette's sitting at the bar painting his toes and he's uh, watching uh, his... Senator David Finch. That's the one. And he's on TV giving an anti-vampire rights speech and Lafayette is like, what the fuck but it's it's not just an anti-vampire rights one it's that vampirism will cause our children to be gay yes he also says a lot of uh homophobic things <laughs> yeah it's super great um and lafayette is like not nah, this shit's fucked it's always these guys like what the fuck and i love terry and he's like yeah. can we put can we put on my home decorating show now <laughs> and i just love the idea of my home decor program on now I love this idea of Terry after a hard day at Malotz. He goes home, he gets into his dressing gown, curls yeah. up with like his pet armadillo, and he just watches like selling houses. He's got a pet like, armadillo? He's got a pet armadillo. How did I not know this? So the pet armadillo doesn't come up yet. The pet armadillo oh, will okay. come up next season. Oh, okay. I forget. Pet- Why don't I remember that? Fuck he's yeah. Got a pet- he's got a pet armadillo. I love um, that. And yeah, so I love this idea that Terry just curls up in his dressing gown, yeah. watching, watching like grand designs with his pet armadillo asleep. Oh, and fuck yeah! But, but the part that gets me is that this is all happening, and he's like dreaming about the house that he's going to build him and Arlene one day. Yeah, <laughs> because I ship them so hard. <laughs> um. So Amy comes in looking pretty disheveled. She doesn't look too happy. And Lafayette asks her if Jason has dragged him into her, his drama. You know, like, you don't want to get involved in it. Um, you know, stay away I'm kind of thing. The drama? No, I'm not the drama. Uh, Amy, you're the drama. You are the drama, Amy. And Amy's like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm just tired. And Lafayette goes, Terry, why is everybody lying to me today? I love that. Because it's like, I can smell out someone lying to me a mile away. Yeah, because all he's done is deal with the manipulators and abusers and liars and narcissists. So Yeah, absolutely. And I think because I've dealt with very similar people, I'm just like, mm, you're lying. You're lying to me. Uh, what's that song, Why You Always Lying? I don't know. Oh, damn it. I was my hoping you could sing my, the tune for my, me. <laughs> my playlist hasn't been updated since I was like 16 years old. I'm still listening to From Under the Cork Tree. <laughs> Uh that's my shut the fuck up. That's my playlist. Call me <laughs> out a, like that. It's a banger album. Um, it's a banger album. It's a banger album. It. 
Um, so now we go. We're we're back with Suki and Terry. Suki and Terry. Suki and Sam. <laughs> Anyone but Sam at Anyone the moment. Well, I'm a kind of I'm okay with Sam right now. Sam Sam sitting low. He's on okay. The true. Very true. This episode um, he is. And they go into Big Patty's pie shop and they ask the girl if they knew her. If they knew, if they this knew Cindy. Cindy, that's it. If they knew Cindy. Yeah. And this poor girl, I love the actress who plays her because she gets deadpan, like, stunned mullets so well. She's like, I don't know anything about that, but we have pecan pie and pumpkin pie. And <laughs> like rattling spunky, off all these pies. Yeah, spunky holier. There's one, there's one, I don't know if she says it or the guy they talk to say it, but what on earth is spunky holier honey pineapple pie and why does it sound like I need to stretch while being in a controlled situation? So I I need to be in a controlled situation while eating that. I don't know what it is. Like, <laughs> all of these, all of these pies, like that they're sounds talking so about. Good. Yeah, mm. but they also they just it it to me sounds like they've just thrown stuff at a wall <laughs> and seen what sticks. Because like just got some words out of the dictionary and they're like that'll do. Yeah, that's exactly. a pie now. No, the 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 waitress who serves them says the spunky the spunky holier one because the guy they're talking to ends up leaving after the conversation, going, "This is a Texas sawdust special pie." <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? Oh, that sounds like that'll be one with like heaps of biscoff grated on top. It's I not love biscoff, just, so I'll just you, eat I that. do. I I know you love Yum. biscoff. Oh my god, but, my sister so, went through an obsession, and now it's my turn. And now it's your turn. I haven't had the biscoff obsession yet. But I do oh. have my Biscoff caramel uh, cheesecake coming this weekend. Yum. That's going to be so good. So I'm so good. jealous. Um, Get so some Biscoff. Then, You'll love it. It's so cheap yeah, as well. It is. And the, the biscuits are really good and the spread is really good. I haven't tried the spread, but the spread is actually in a cheesecake recipe that I found. And I was like, I don't want to pay $6. If, what about if I don't like the spread? I think you'll like to make the cheesecake. Spread. Okay, but well also, I think right. you'll like the spread. I mean, Obviously, if you don't yeah, like it, anyway. yeah, exactly. Just eat it with a spoon. <laughs> That's how I eat Vegemite. Same. I suck <laughs> it out of the tube. Oh, I'll like lick it off a spoon. It's so good. Yeah, no, yeah, no I, just, I just sit there. I, when I was homesick in the Netherlands, I would suck it out of the tube. Out of a tube? tube. Did you take like a tube with you? Yeah, like, the, 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 yeah a tube of Vegemite because I was like, I'm going to be away for a month. I want the homely comforts. So I took Vegemite with me. Salt <laughs> and because, yeast. Because you can't be Australian anywhere in the world without a tube of Vegemite. I feel like, yeah, that's a thing. Actually, when I yeah. went to the States, people were like, did you, did you bring Vegemite with you? I was like, you can buy it here. Why would I bring it with me? It's so expensive over there. It's literally cheaper for me to ship it to oh. my US mates. Oh, and Tim Tams so over weird. there are really expensive. Yeah, one of my friends um, is obsessed with the Nivea sunscreen, 50, oh, yeah. like SPF, SPF 50, and only the UK and Australia stock that brand of sunscreen. Oh, really? So she, like, orders it on Amazon from the UK. I have a bag of stuff down here. A friend of mine from the US loves our licorice. Ew, like, I hate Dara, licorice. Yeah, he really likes our Dara Lee licorice because apparently Okay, that actually is good. Our licorice is different to the licorice in America. I've got like four bottles of Vegemite, like the tubes of Vegemite in there. Um, Tim Tams. I've got fantails. I've got. I do not like Tim Tams. What? I'm sorry. We're we're stopping. We're stopping this True Blood podcast because Kat has just said something controversial. I have. Okay, so when I was maybe 
nine or ten, no, I was still living in Sydney and my uncle is an industrial printer. So he mm-hmm. prints like labels for like um, FMCG stuff. Mm-hmm. And so one of his things that he was printing ages back were the labels for Tim Tams. And mm-hmm. so they would get like deliveries of Tim Tams to their uh like just stuff that wasn't printed right and so they'd get it off handed back to them or whatever yeah and so he'd have tim tams like coming out the wazoo <clears throat> and i used to do the you know how you bite the corners and then suck it tim through tams a blend. hot chocolate yeah tim tams so blend. i did so many of those one time that i almost puked and ever since then like the thought of tim tams i'm like oh <laughs> oh i can't do it so i ate so i I Tim Tam slammed so many Tim Tams that I can no longer eat them. I love you. Never change. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I yeah, I'm disgusting. You were, but as a kid, were... you just do it and you're like, oh, oh there'll be no repercussions. I haven't had that reaction to anything but Smirnoff Ice. <laughs> I've done it with a lot of food and that's just because I have like food fixations mm-hmm. and so like I'm able to do it with a lot of food and it's fucking shit I hate it no I the only time I've ever had a visceral reaction like that is to Smirnoff Ice I we got HelloFresh a few weeks ago and um in a couple of the recipes they gave you lemons and they give you a lemon for each recipe as opposed to just use half of this lemon for this recipe and half for the other that's so annoying um, but I was making a drink and I cut up some lemon to put in the drink. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to cut off myself a slice of lemon. I just sat there and sucked on the lemon. So I have, I have no, I have the weirdest tastes. I do that with limes. Yep. My sister eats lemons, like wedges of lemon, like they're an orange. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah. I was walking around. I can do like, that sometimes. Showing Jason my yellow lemon teeth, mm. like you do with oranges. I don't like oranges, but I like lemons. We have an orange tree and a lemon tree at the back of our house, and neither of them are doing anything at the moment because Ugh. they've got a tree over the top of them, and they're not getting enough light. But when oh, I sucks. made I made a lemon curd with lemons, and it was so yum. Good. I'd love to make a lemon curd. Knowing the recipe for lemon curd is dangerous because it's it's crack. I will. I it just, is. I just, I just put it on everything. I'll eat it with a spoon. Oh yeah. I don't even know what lemon curd's meant to go on because I just eat it by the spoonful. I put it on toast. Yeah, I yeah, I've used it as it like a jam before. Mm. Yeah, but isn't it meant to go on like scones or something? Yeah, and I made a lemon meringue pie once and it didn't go very well. Um, I'd love it, to know how to. I can't do the meringue part. The meringue part was easy until I went to toast it and then it all got very scary very quickly. And you're just like, oh fuck, I'm gonna set yeah. this place on fire. Basically. Um, Okay, so back to the pies. Speaking of pie. Speaking of pies. Um, so Sam and Suki are asking this gentleman at um, the pie place. He is like, I'll give you information if you He's buy given the tea. pie. Yeah, but you have to buy pie first. This dude is hustling for pie. Um, so he's telling a story about how Cindy was a waitress at Big Patties um, and was into those vampers. Um, vampers. Vampers. Um, and suddenly she was murdered. But she had this yeah. brother. And her brother was a little weird. Drew Marshall, um, her brother Drew is. Marshall. Yeah, so now we know who the killer is because the killer is Drew Marshall. Yeah. But we don't know who Drew Marshall is. No. Um, and so this this gentleman is giving them all of the information and then he walks off talking about his Texas sawdust special pie. 
Um, Which I was like, I need to know what that is. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's gonna be like a caramel pie with like biscuit through it or something like that. Oh, biscuit yeah. bits in a caramel cheesecake. I'm hungry. Mm. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna have chocolate ice cream after this. That sounds good. I'm gonna have a chocolate ice cream. That's oh, my favorite. People are like, Ooh. oh no, how's that your favorite? Uh, because I because hate most ice cream. <laughs> because chocolate is the best. The only other ice cream that I used to like is uh, was called Death by Chocolate, I think, or Nuts About I'm Chocolate getting, or something. I'm getting a migraine thinking about it because I know exactly which one you're talking about. It was like in that weird Pentagon box mm-hmm. and it had like chocolate and then it had like a fudge sauce and then there was peanuts brownie. on top. There was yeah, brownie in it. in it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they make it anymore. Um, we had salted caramel and walnut um, ice cream from Sarah. Oh, that'd be nice. Do you know what ice creams I really like? Anything with a fig. Anything with figs in it. Fig and white chocolate. Oh, I I love figs. Try a fig. You will be like, holy shit. How have I not eaten these? And then you say to yourself, because they're like $3 each. Yeah. Although... Um, one of the suburbs that I used to live in is called Fig Tree, and it was because of this giant fig tree, but I've never seen a fig on it. Newcastle had a whole thing where they cut down all the fig trees and the figs never grew on them, and now the city is kind of ugly. Why'd they cut all the fig trees tree. down? Because uh, they were, like, bringing up the sidewalks and stuff like that. Oh, okay, yeah, because they're massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, understandable. This, this, this is officially a True Blood podcast, not just this... a we ramble about food for 20 podcast we also like food maybe we can do a food podcast maybe we can do a food podcast (laughs) um it's not it's honestly not an episode of club dead where we're not rambling on about some shit halfway through the episode or starting another podcast yeah exactly you never know why not um this is a really hard scene for me to watch because Tara, Tara actually calls her mum for help to help bail her out and her mum mm-hmm. fully rejects her and is like, no, I can't have you in my house. Um, I'm doing this for your own good. It is a yeah. lesson in tough love. And it's kind of like Tara even says to her, like, after everything I've done for you, this is this is how you're going to treat me. Mm. Which is I totally can, understandable. <laughs> I can understand where Letty Mae's coming from as well because I feel like she probably thinks that Tara enabled a lot of her behaviour yeah. Um, while she was doing, while she was a drunk. So she thinks that if she can give Tara this hard lesson first mm. while she's young and still understanding it, that maybe she will, div- you know, merge off this path or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's also it's really, really selfish. Hard. Yeah. Like if my mum, look, okay. So say my mum, which she is now, back in the day, my mum was still cranking the meth pipe and I got arrested for dealing drugs and she told me she couldn't help me. I'd be like, what the what? fuck, mum? What the fuck? Yeah. It would, it would definitely be like, it's. That was a really bad analogy, but I'd be, I just wanted to call my mum out. <laughs> We've had some mum trauma before uh, this episode <laughs> we started. We did have a we... mum discussion, didn't we? We did have a mum discussion. About my mum. Yeah hating alcohol but would smoke meth anyway <laughs> it's a really yeah. weird thing that we figured out slash but discovered Tara, today Tara is also entering this cycle of self-destructive behavior and yes. alcoholic behavior by lying she's like no i wasn't drinking like th- th- yeah maybe that's what tipped her off yeah she straight up says that like she wasn't drinking and letty may says something to the the effect of 
no, you were, you're lying. This isn't, this is an alcoholic behavior. Um, and so, yeah, she just says, look, you know, I'm going to leave so, yeah. you here. Like, this is it. I'd be so mad. I'd be like, same. fuck. Um, so at work, Jason, Renee and Hoyt um, are just hanging out and Jason's trying to get them to go to a, a party or trying to get them to party with him. Mm-hmm. And Hoyt's like, oh, why do you want to hang out with us? You've got Amy. And he eventually confesses to Amy to the boys that Amy likes V and he doesn't really like feel like going home. And Renee says to, you know, it does is, she sleep with vampires too? And they're asking lots of questions. It is worth noting that the only two people that Jason has mentioned this to is Hoyt and Renee. Yes. All right. He has just now mentioned to Hoyt and Renee that Amy, he doesn't know if Amy slept with, with a vampire, but she's yeah. addicted to V. Um, he doesn't want to go home to her because he's like, this is this really hostile environment. Um, so it's kind of narrowing down who the killer could be. Yeah, because we're getting closer and closer to that big reveal where we're that just like, reveal. oh, fuck. But because Jason has now openly admitted to people, again, about a woman that he's sleeping with who has been interacting with vampires. Yeah. So That's now big. it's kind of linking everything together and I love how it's doing it. It's setting people up and it's so good. Yeah. So back to Sookie and Sam, who are at a police station in Bunky, and they're talking, actually, when Sookie goes in, she's hearing this police officer talking about how he's sleeping, like having this affair with Debbie. What does he say? He says something about uh, it's not cheating because... He's not cheating because, like, his wife would be happy for him or something like that. Yeah, like like something really shit. And then Sam tries to get his attention, and Sookie goes, give him a minute. He don't think so quick. Yeah, and I love that Sam and Suki kind of share this we know more about each other than anybody else does. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's really cool that they've got that, like, foundation for their friendship. And, again, it feels more like they're friends as opposed to Sam pining over this woman. Yeah. Um, which I really, really like. Um, so they're talking to this police officer and Suki puts her hair up and the police officer notices or the sheriff's officer notices there are two bite marks on, or there's a bite mark on Suki's arm. Yes. And immediately this, this sheriff's officer shuts down. He doesn't want to like, help. I'm not, I'm not telling you anything. You've been with vampires, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and then Suki <laughs> says, well, I'll just go to the library like you told me and I'll go look up your information. I'll go talk to your wife that you're, tell your wife that you're sleeping with this woman. And the police officer goes, uh... what? And my, favorite part, and, my, and my favorite part is Sam going, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. That's <laughs> so what we're going to do. Yeah. He's so, yeah, we'll tell you. It's so funny. <laughs> he's so fun. He actually cracked me up in this episode. Like, he actually had some good, like, throwaway he's, lines. He's got some really good throwaway lines, but he's just there as the muscle. And it's like he's completely taken control of this situation. Oh, yeah. And Sam, and Sam is just like, yeah, that's yes. definitely what we'll do. Like, like it's all been pre- <laughs> premeditated that they're going to go in and just strong arm this sheriff's officer. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, God. Okay. This next scene is one of my favourite scenes in the entire series. Okay. So 
we're, we're, we're done with the sheriff's officer and Senator David Finch, who we would recognise off the TV, is doing this meet and greet. Yes. And he's meeting all the good constituents of his area and up comes Lafayette. Lafayette. <laughs> but Lafayette. But Lafayette isn't Lafayette. He is, he's not in makeup. He's in a suit. He's in like a, a three-piece suit or something Yeah, like he looks that. stunning. He looks gorgeous, but he looks so quote-unquote regular. Yeah. Just your regular average American, not this. Non-conspicuous. Yeah, this this powerful person that he is normally. But I love it because he's non-conspicuous, but he holds all the power because he goes up and he holds the senator's hand. He's shaking the senator's hand and he goes, I love that you're doing all of this because those vampires, they're going to, you know, make everybody gain all that kind of stuff. Um but he's he's just drilling into the eye of the senator, and the senator's like, "Yep, cool, thank you." No, next, next, and he's just like Lafayette's not letting him go. No. And then one of the aides goes, "How about a photo?" And Lafayette's like, "Perfect." And they have this photo, and now and like one of the lines that Lafayette says is like, "You never know when somebody's going to come and try and take you down or something like yeah, that." Yeah, he's kind of like back. talking about all the risks that he's taking, and you know, so many things can happen to someone such as yourself by taking a stand. Yeah, um, and Lafayette just walks in there and he's owning this situation. This is my one of my favorite he's, arcs. He. Yeah, it's really great, and um, I just really like that. You know, this this senator is now at the mercy of Lafayette. Yeah, exactly, and it shows how di- like diverse and pivotal a character like Lafayette can be. He yeah. can be, you know, this strong femme character, or stick him in a three piece suit, and he's going to scare the shit out of a senator. Like, I just yeah. love how how diverse he can be. I also love that they have this senator as that like double crossing, um, closeted, closeted. Is probably, yeah, is probably the best best way for it. Absolutely, because about, you know how the gays are bad and vampires are bad and all that kind of stuff. But he is a queer vampire blood using American. Like these yeah. are all the things that he's warning people about, and it's always the closeted ones uh, that have the most to say. It's denial, mm-hmm. denial yeah, and projection. We know that. Yeah, because they're always. <laughs> The, the family first ones are always going to be the ones that are either caught with sex workers or, you know, in a gay relationship or something like that. Not that either yeah. of those things are wrong, but no. they're the ones who preach against it and then all of a sudden it's like, well, you're yeah, a hypocrite. Absolutely. I want to buy this T-shirt and it says, uh, Satan wants reproductive rights. Because <laughs> uh, if anybody doesn't know, I'm an atheist, but also more so a member of the Temple of Satan. Um, just because I, I like the tenets, I like what they stand for. They're currently running a campaign against legislation to criminalise abortion in Texas. So they're actually in court at the moment, taking like the state to court over it. I love and it. then they're also trying to have anyone who is a Satanist removed as a religious exemption so that they can have an abortion. I have heard that. It's like if you're a Satanist, abortion is part of your tenets, so you can have an abortion well, for religious reasons. Yeah, it's like a part of like a human rights tenet and women having the right to their own bodies, which mm. is one of the tenets, is about supporting yeah. um, like autonomous rights. I, I Yeah, I could talk about Satanism all day. but <laughs> <laughs> Another podcast. That's for the that's other, other, podcast. other podcast. Yeah, that's the other, other one. Um, so Jason arrives home later that night after not being able to get any of his mates to party with him to a candlelit dinner 
and Amy, Amy wearing the mm. most god awful, ugly, negligee nighty thing. Is it like a strap nighty? It's like white and it's got yeah. like this beige ribboning stuff on it. And I'm like, girl, no. Oh, if you were trying remember. to seduce somebody, that is not what you wear. No. But if you're feeling guilty and apologetic, probably also not what to wear. <laughs> but also, I think, it's, again, it's like this very specific choice. Like, I love that the, the way that the set designers and the costumers, like, it's put some of these, like, things in there. Is yeah. that she's wearing this very modest nighty. It's still sort of meant to be a little bit sexy because Amy's got a shape. She's got big boobs. She's got a big butt and all this kind of stuff. She's a beautiful hourglass. Um, yeah. But they've put her in this very demure nighty. So it's like covering her up a little bit and I love it. I'm possibly just reading too far into it, but I love it. No, they, look, and I think that um, a lot of this, the costume design and even, you know, setting and whatnot, um, the individuals working on those things put a lot of thought into what they were doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, So they have this conversation, Amy has this conversation with Jason about how she's 100% with him on this journey to, like, get clean of V and she'd do anything for him and all this kind of stuff. And I have this note that says, I'd do anything for you because you're easily manipulated and making dinner and wearing this god-awful lingerie is the bare minimum I have to do to keep you in line. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, Um, she's trying to to regain the upper hand. Yeah, absolutely. And... If someone's manipulative, they know exactly what the other person, uh, you know, what the bare minimum is <laughs> to exactly. get that person to cave in. Yeah, so she's, she's, excuse me, trying to show Jason that she's remorseful and that she wants to make amends and all this kind of stuff, but she's really just manipulating him back into a spot yeah. that she wants him. Yeah, because you fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I love this. Because uh, we meet someone very special for the second time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What a traumatic way to start your life. Oh, though. I know. I can only imagine. Fuck that. So we come back. It's now nighttime. Uh, and we come back to where Bill and Jessica were buried. Bill is watching over the grave um, with some true bloods waiting for Jessica. I love that. That he's just sitting on a tree stump waiting. Yeah. He's just waiting. He's just a good dad. He's gone to pick his kids up from soccer. Oh, my God. Um, he's a dad. Congratulations, He's a dad. off. It's a girl. Girl. <laughs> it. um, but Bill's got some true bloods and whatnot, and Jessica begins to claw her way from the ground. Yeah. This is really brutal, and, like, watching her, like, screaming for help. Yeah. So the way that they've shot this is that Bill is waiting there. He seems very, he's in like his dad's shirt and like his Henley shirt or whatever. And he's very non-confrontational. And Jess comes out and her hair is all frazzled and she's covered in dirt. And the first thing she does is see Bill and scream. Those are the two reactions. It's shock. And then it's scream. Yeah. Wait a Um, minute. You killed me. What the fuck am I doing here? Um, And it's just, it's such a beautiful just way to introduce Jessica. I yeah. love her. She's so much chaos. She's just chaotic energy. Oh, I love the scene, the best. next scene with her. Um, oh, yes. She's so good. She's fantastic. Um, but, yeah, that's that's a shitty way to start your new life is going your way out of the dirt. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? My body would just freak out because I'd have dirt under my fingernails. 
I don't know. I wonder if they have to claw their way out or if they have to, like, wake up in the thing themselves or if, like, when Bill woke up, he could, like, get her out or something like that. Oh, that's a good question. How's If anybody knows, does somebody want to explain? Let us know. I'm curious. The the mechanics behind that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The only note I have... Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, the only note I have here is LMAO okay, Suki, so I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Um, So Sam and Suki are driving home and they're talking and bonding, you know, just chat. And Suki is asking him if he loves Tara. And, you know, he's like, I like her and I care about her, but she doesn't make it easy to love her. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I have a note here that says Sam says that Tara is making it hard to love her. And we, like we've touched on this before. Yeah. Um, Tara isn't used to people being kind to her. Mm. Um, without, you know, it always comes with a price. Yeah. yeah, without an ulterior motive or without it leading to abuse. So her first reaction is that when she's feeling close to somebody, she's waiting for the rug to get pulled out from under her. Mm. So she pushes away. She pushes away as far as she can get because it's easier to do that then get comfortable, get happy, and then have that heartbreak. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I like I've been through similar things before in the in the past where I have pushed people away because I'm just like, oh, if I don't push away, I'm going to get abandoned anyway. I'm doing it to my husband constantly. Oh gosh, the RSD my, is strong. The RSD is so strong, but also I, you know, after all all of the abuse we've strug- uh, we've we've struggled with and all that kind of thing, I'm still waiting for that other shoe to drop. Oh yeah. Because I have this gorgeous, funny, very kind man who I have somehow can, you know, conned into marrying me. <laughs> no, um, it's my, it's my second wedding out. anniversary. It's my second wedding anniversary on Tuesday, so it's so exciting. Um, it is very exciting. Um, but I'm waiting for that other shoe to drop. I'm yeah. waiting for him to, you know, wise up and be like, "No, I can totally do better. I'm hot. Look at me." Um, he is. He's very attractive. Um, <laughs> he's a beautiful so- redheaded man. I am so thirsty for my husband. <laughs> um, Horny on main for husband. I I was getting, for ages, I was getting ads for like Tinder and Hinge and stuff like that, like in Spotify and whatnot. So I posted this tweet of my of Jason in his kilt at our wedding and he's standing miraculously. And I'm like, I need to make it very clear that I am thirsty for my husband. I have an unquenchable thirst. I am Maybe it's the music you're listening to that they're just like, you are thirsty. But I don't listen to thirsty music. I listen to oh. sad girl emo music. Oh, well, that's why they're sending it. They're like, we need to mend this broken heart. We, we need to get this girl laid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I am spectacularly unsingle because of my husband. I have the unquenchable thirst for my husband. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> your parents love you, kids. I promise. Um, and I love this as well because Suki is talking about, you know, hiring a car, going to the Cape, getting some sun. And Suki and Sam kind of look like the picturesque American couple. They're cute yeah. together, um, you know, and, and you know, she's attractive and he's a little bit older and it's kind of really, really cute until you remember that they're both as toxic as a vat of acid and <laughs> extraordinarily unhinged. Yes. But I mean, like, it's fine for the five minutes to pretend they're not. Yeah, exactly. It's cute, it's cute to pretend like they're not psychopaths. Yeah. Um, Sam actually asks her um that you know do you love bill and she just says i th- i think so yeah she's never had the opportunity to love somebody romantically so she probably doesn't mm. know those yeah, like absolutely. signs yeah very true 
Um, so <laughs> I love that while sitting at the table, Jason just uh, unbuttons his pants because he's going to make a little bit of extra room. Uh, he's eaten too much. Um, just wear pant like elastic band waist, like a like elastic waistband pants. Trackies, what are you doing? I mean, he, Ryan Quanton is Australian. He should have an extensive. He knows track pants, like a yeah, pair of stubbies good. or something. They are elastic waistband. Yeah, but they're a tight elastic waistband. True. Yeah, they're not like a. I could. I need room for food. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of digging the um the waistband on like athleisure wear, where Ooh, it's yeah. like a high waistband and it's kind of flexible and it covers the tummy and that's the kind Love of waistband that. I'd be after after a nice big meal. That's my pajama pants. Yeah, same. Um, also, I swear they just hire Ryan Quanton to stand around without his shirt on, and he's oh, exceptionally underpaid for I this work. I don't mind it. He... Someone give this man he... a pay rise. He's doing the Lord's work. <laughs> he's looking pretty. Me, I'm thirsty for my husband. Me, two minutes later. God damn. <laughs> God damn it, Ryan Quanton, without your shirt God damn it, on. But he's Jason, so I'm still thirsty for Jason. Oh, okay. Ah! Oh, also, I think you know that movie Dead Silence that he was in, the one with the ventriloquist doll. No, because I don't like ventriloquist dolls. Okay, fair. But he was in that film, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he took his shirt off in that. Yeah, but it's it's also like Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, just take. Have you seen the just, American uh, American Express ad with Chris Hemsworth? No, but I imagine okay, it's I'm delightful. Send it. I'm because... going to send it to you. It's great. No, but it's like it's like Chris Hemsworth in that scene. I want to say in Civil War, where he's like running after the um, the Winter Soldier, and like he's he's running after what's his face, and he's like grabbing the 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 helipad, and he's got the helicopter, and apparently he said he wanted to take his shirt off for it because he was really proud of the way he go like he looked, and everybody's like that wouldn't make sense. I would have been like Chris Hemsworth. Remove shirt. Uh, I, I would have gotten. I would have had Marvel's writers put that into. I would have made the. Yeah, it's got to be written into every Marvel movie. Exactly. Exactly. Beautiful Australian when he's like, men everywhere. Or when, or when he's like ripping the the wood when they've they've yeah. escaped, and he's just. I'm just. He could have done that shirtless. He so could have. What the fuck? Honestly? It doesn't need to make sense. Have you seen a Marvel movie? They don't make sense. Fucking no, take your shirt don't. off. Exactly. Get Chris Hemsworth's shirt off. Just take the shirt. Don't worry Just about it. Just do it. Just do it. Um, it's like his next cost, like costume like list is like there's no shirt on it. He's just got tearaway shirts. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They just they just got Velcro like on the little bits and he just rips them off and runs away. I just want a set just so I can do that for funsies. I want the tearaway pants. Yeah. Tearaway pants seem like fun, but also yeah. I'm probably the kind of person who would try and tear away my pants and somehow get mangled in the, the process. Ugh. I'm just one of those people that would like put it on, tear them off, put them on, tear it off, put them on. Pa- do you remember when we were growing up, the kind of, they were like trackies. Yes. That, you know which ones I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> With the yeah. lines, the stripes on them, and then they had the yeah. buttons. They That'd had be the me. buttons. Yeah, they had the buttons, but they weren't yes. tearaways. No, mine turned into shorts. No, the ones that I used to see weren't tearaways. They weren't shorts. They just, they just had buttoned. They had, yeah, yeah, they just had buttons, so and they had like an elastic waist. Uh, they had an elastic ankle band, and I'm like, this makes no sense. Mine didn't. Mine had the buttons, but didn't have the elastic ankles. Yeah, no, and people used to like Weird. walk around with all of the buttons undone, and I'm yeah, like, me that's, too. I that's, did that. that's silly. That's silly. You're silly. 
You silly. Go back and tell past me to fucking do up the buttons. I will. <laughs> I will. I will. Just be like, don't be a dumb bitch. Do up the buttons. <laughs> Go be a dumb bitch. Um, so uh, Amy says she has something to show him, but doesn't want yes. him to get upset or angry at her. Yeah, just... This is this is it's just it's just one little thing. It's not worth getting upset about. It's it's fine. And she pulls out a single like a, a last little vial of um, vampire blood. And it's only like a drop or two. And yeah, Jason flies off the hinge uh, as if you wouldn't because he's yeah. just said no. I threw like, like we want to be, we wanna be clean. yeah. We want to be clean. We want to do all hmm. of that. We want to. Um, you know, get rid of the the addiction, that kind of thing. Like he wants to live yeah. with her, but he doesn't. They want to clean. He wants a clean slate. Yeah, literally. Um, and you know, he he wants to live with her, but he doesn't want to live under this cloud of addiction. Yeah, which is understandable. But he says, "Okay, let's do it one last time." Yeah, and so, well, it's not even it that. It's it's it's. Oh no, I'm thinking of the other thing. But I think it's really gross because she just puts a drop of blood on her tongue and then like kisses him. And don't get me wrong, like I'm not, I'm not a, a, a against tongue kissing or anything like that or anything, but it is just so. I cool. am no kissing. No kissing. No kissing. Yuck. Germs. Cooties. Well, Boys and yuck. What about what about us? Can we kiss? Girls can kiss. Boys and girls, girls can't. Kiss. No okay. one can kiss boys. Ugh. No, even boys can't kiss boys. Boys are gross. Why anyone? Boys are fucking disgusting. Boy? Men are gross. Yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking hate men. Why is it that we stop recording for a week and everything gets unhinged? Um, this happened the last time as well. Yes, it did. Uh, we did have a break last week, unfortunately, because my cat was hit and killed by a car. Rest I'm in so sorry. peace, Muffin. Uh, we brought her Good home morning. yesterday from the crematory, and on my way home, um, and the urn that she's in is with our dog, who we last we actually lost to dementia at the start of last year. Oh, and no. so they're like they've put them in an urn. Oh, he went rapidly. Like we tried everything to like keep him alive and nothing we did worked like he was on all these different medications he was in and out of the vet like there was nothing we could do to keep him alive uh and unfortunately we had to to make the choice to put him down but he has this beautiful silver urn with like um like his own little plaque and it says you know because we called him honey that was his nickname his full name is hannibal um after hannibal lecter i love it (laughs) And he was a little, like, mini staffy cross Jack Russell. <laughs> he was the weirdest looking dog. But I fucking oh, I loved love him. him. He was, yeah, he, yeah. Everyone's like, your puppy is so cute. And I was like, oh, no, he's fully grown, but thanks. <laughs> uh, so they are in an urn together at the moment. And I was driving home and I got Taco Bell. And when I got home, I said, Grandma, sorry, I'm, I'm home a little bit later. Uh, Muffin and Hannibal told me to get Taco Bell on the way home. <laughs> so it was their fault. Being being good uh, good spirits and, and being good, good enablers, you know exactly. Oh, and she's in like we've got her fur in like a little card. They put Aww. it in like a little um like a, a saddie bag kind of thing. And I showed pickles, and she just smelled it like crazy, and then rubbed her head all over it. Okay, so diverging again um, off the True Blood podcast, my yes. tabby Violet has this thing about tiles. Does she rub her head on them? Like cat nippers on there. <laughs> <laughs> she loved him. 
Um, but it's like random. There's like a random patch in the laundry that she does. There's a couple of tiles in the living room that she does it on, and it's like she's on catnip. She full on rubs her face into it. She like bats around like imaginary things. My cat is. Oh my gosh, I love it. I will. I will send you the. I will send you the video of her doing it. Yes, it is really really funny. I would love to see it. Muffin used to just Um, rub her head on everything. Yeah. No. This was. This was. This is different. I will put it to you in messenger. Yes, um, I would love to see it. But, okay, so Moving back forward. to true We digress. Uh, so Bill is uh, explaining to Jessica about how she's a vampire and that she's she's not allowed at home anymore. And um, at, you can see, like, the, cl- the cogs ticking. And she's, yes. like, saying, wait, no more parents? No more parents. No more, no more sister? No, no more Sunday school? No, no more, more homeschooling? My favourite part is she realises she can swear and she goes, fuck. And just clamps, <laughs> I love her, it. And clamps her hands over her mouth. Yeah. And she's like, damn, fuck, shit. Fuck, 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 I love fuck, it. Fuck. She's so fantastic. She's so wholesome. And, like, this is yeah. exactly how I would react. And she's like, I'm a badass vampire. I don't have to do anything for anybody and bill's like well actually, well, she's actually like, I'm your maker, so... <laughs> she also kind of realizes um that she can kill anybody that she wants <laughs> <laughs> she really adapts to being a vampire really really, well, quick. really quickly <laughs> but she's pretty stoked about it and look jessica is probably like not the best example but i like that we get to see her her journey from being a vamp like from being human to being a vampire and she's probably one of my favorite characters in the series like how she's, she's 100% written 100 percent one of my favorite characters and i love the juxtaposition between she realizes that her upbringing sucks yeah and she's like and now that she's fuck out and now that she's a vampire she's like holy shit i have control over my life yeah which is something That's she really wouldn't nice. have had yeah mm. and also she's just like pure chaos energy and I love Oh, her. she's just this roller coaster that she goes on in this scene, like from crying about being a vampire to being excited to then pouting being super disappointed because Bill won't let her do shit. And that true blood is really gross and she calls him the worst maker ever. And she like starts crying and stuff, but like my fa- I have a note That's here. That's an like- emotional roller coaster. Bill is telling her that, you know, he she has new powers, they have new responsibilities. Yeah. With great power comes great responsibility. Sorry, Spider-Vamp. Spider-Vamp. Oh, she's she's Jessica Parker. Mm. Maybe not, because that's... No, that's Sarah Jessica Parker. I was like, that woman from Sex and the City? No. <laughs> Different person. She's, spi- she's, she's Spider-Jess. Spider-Jess. But I really love that scene. It is like watching a dad with their child. Yeah, it's like no, don't get 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 off the equipment. No, don't lick that child. Oh, don't put, don't eat that. Oh, yeah, you eat know it. Where that's been. Oh, the amount of times <laughs> where, so my niece Luna uh, just doesn't care about much. Like, she, not in a bad way, but like nothing phases she's her. She's very spirited. She's five. She don't give a fuck. Uh, we were in her room one day and she found a Skittle under her bed and ate it. And I was like, how long has that been under there? And she's like, oh, since my birthday. This was like before her birthday this year. Her birthday's in July. <sighs> so it would have been like maybe February or March that she ate this Skittle. I mean, I mean no disrespect to you, your family or Luna, but she's going to be one of those kids that goes to a rave and just eats all of the Skittles. 
Yes. She also has ADHD, so she probably oh, no. will. Substance abuse is one of the key indicators of ADHD. <laughs> Howdy. No. <laughs> but she's also autistic, so maybe she'll just think about it more. Hopefully she won't be as dumb as I was. D oh, sorry. As dumb as me and her mother were, because her mum did it too. Anyway. Maybe it'll just chill her out. Um... The weird thing is it depended what kind of pill I was taking. Um, if it had speed in it, like dexamphetamines and methamphetamines don't do anything to my body. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah. I could literally sleep <laughs> after like lines of speed and be like, oh, I'm fine. But MDMA, because that's a different type of chemical, would do other things to my body. Acid, like those, anything that's a stimulant though, mm -hmm nothing uh this has been your daily drug education with kat and addy don't do drugs kids and if you do make Dare. sure that you know where they come from yeah get drugs from a trusted friend yeah like Not i the did. weird I dealer to... down the road yeah don't i did that once and there was heroin in my pills i did not feel did he so charge you more for it though no no same thing same same oh okay and I also, that was like a heroin-based pill. That was not fun. No, thank you. I got very this sick is, from that I, one. This is why I stick to pot. <laughs> uh, no, yes. your poison. no, your poisons, No, your poisons. I have no problem with, like, um, synthetic, like, chemical-based drugs. But, you know, do something that's fun. MDMA is fun. Acid can be fun. Um, yeah, if you're cocaine, doing acid, make sure I don't you're know. with friends. Yes, make sure you're make in a sure safe environment. Don't do it in a nightclub, sure, folks. Been there, done make that. Make sure one of your friends is sober. A friend of mine wants me to go over to Perth so we can go to the observatory in Perth and do and drop acid and just look at the stars. I don't know if I could do that. I, need to I don't know a how I'd controlled environment. <laughs> I mean, that's just you in general, sweetheart. <laughs> how dare you call me out like that? What the fuck? <laughs> Rude. 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 Um, let's, Where were let's... we up to? I don't remember. Um, where... Oh, that's right. Oh, I just hit space and it just fucking, now I've lost where I'm at. No, so we were just talking about Amy and Ryan, Amy and Jason, sorry. And Who's now... Ryan? Ryan Quanton. Oh. Um, and we were talking about uh, Jess and her spider vamp new abilities. And now yeah. I have a thing here that says Letty Mae is about to give Tara a hard lesson. That lesson is yeah. that born-agains are insufferable. Yes, overzealous. Uh, but basically this is where she talks about how Tara's on the road to hell and her soul's in danger and I don't want you at my house because of these things. And Tara's yep. obviously, you know, like, what the fuck? And what tells an it absolute leave. fuck. Yep. Um, which is a totally fair reaction um, from both parties. Like, yeah. Letty Bay is entirely you know, entitled to say that she doesn't want her at her house, and Tara is entitled to be like, holy shit, you're my mother. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. um, so when Letty Mae goes to leave, she says, you know, I love you, and Tara says, uh, no, you don't, and you never did. Which is hard. Yeah, that's harsh. I mean, like, even narcissists love their kids it's just fucked up how they treat them i don't think narcissists love their kids i think there is they have an understanding of love and yeah 
it's 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 different to what actual love is. Um, but yeah, I think Tara. It's like is a weird to... abstract version of love. <laughs> yeah, I think Tara's coming to terms with the fact that Letty May doesn't care about her as much as she thought she did. Um, yeah, and is definitely putting herself. Letty May is putting herself first. Yeah, and I guess like as a recovering alcoholic, um, because like my thing is uh, once an addict, always an addict, and that's yep. not because you're always on drugs or always drinking, but that you have such a high susceptibility to relapse. Like I think uh, in my own addiction struggles, I've relapsed like twice. Yeah, where I'm yeah, like, oh, this but... is a good idea. Give me yeah. all the painkillers. <laughs> So I think Lady Lady May is just like I don't need an alcoholic around me, um, yeah. You know, putting up that barrier, and Tara just assumed that her mother would come to the rescue. I don't know why yeah. Tara assumed because that Tara's because Tara's done it mother... for her so many times. But I feel like Tara would know better mm-hmm. um, than to like rely on her mother to come to her rescue. Yeah, that's true. Um, so post coitus, Jason and Amy are laying in bed. And I really like visually how this scene looks with the rain where it starts, it looks like it's raining on them. Yeah, so they're having, they're, they're like, they're enjoying their time and whatnot. I was wondering why I have a note here that says, oh, I hate it when it rains in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah, because they look up at the, well, Jason looks up at the ceiling and there's like, he, there's like, rain hitting him. Yeah, it's, I really like this scene. It's really and then, cool. And then they look out and the side of the house is missing and it's this beautiful open field and it's in, like, yeah. hyper colour. The colour saturation has been edited here. Um, it looks and so running, good. And they're running around on this beautiful grassy field in the rain, enjoying themselves, that kind of thing. Um, and then I have a thing here that says, knock, knock, Avon calling. Um, <laughs> because someone's in their house. Someone is in their house. Um, the f- the call is coming from inside the house. The call is coming from inside the house um, because somebody is coming to kill Amy. I wonder who it could be. Um, but the way that it plays out in the drug fuel dream is really interesting. So Yeah, I really like it. It's weird. The, the killer wraps their belt around Amy's throat and is choking her. Yeah. And so Jason and Amy in this dream fuel, in this drug fuel dream, are kissing and that kind of thing. Jason picks her up and throws her into the air. And as Amy's dying in real life, she's being dragged out of this dream. What a beautiful visual metaphor for her dying. Yeah. And she's, it's really interesting as well because she's in like a cross pattern. Like she's yeah. on a cross. So it's kind of this martyr um sort of symbolism and i really really like it it's a really beautiful scene it really is um my favorite part is that like whoever killed amy was just walking through the house and didn't think they'd be in the living room yeah and that they would just be just be asleep coming on it must be really late at night yeah um so now i have this note that says we have two suspects it's either hoyt or renee yes because those are the only two people that Jason told about Amy and the doing V situation and the V situation. Yeah. Um, so it's either Hoyt or Renee. Um, and then Jason wakes up and he's like freaking out because Amy's dead. He's like, yeah, he's, he jumps on the bed. He's like earthquake. And he's trying to wake her up in yeah. this like really boy filled like joy. And then it sort of hits him and he realizes that she's dead. Mm. Oh no, not again. 
and again and again and again and again and again fuck um and so jason calls 911 and says you better get everybody over here yeah absolutely it's um yeah and and the scary thing is now that jason's there uh-huh like and i think jason jason's there now and jason's sort of trying to convince himself that he didn't do it but he can't yeah. be sure he because he knew he, yeah he knew he didn't do it with the other two women he knows he doesn't he didn't kill his grandmother um, i don't oh, think yeah. he knows about the cat um but now he's there and it's like fuck all right uh now i can't say i didn't do this like there's yeah, no exactly. way that he can do reasonable doubt with this yeah exactly um I've just got, oh no, it's Eric's ugly wig that's the scariest oh, part of the show. What kind of <laughs> animal would you would you um, say it looks like? I don't think it looks like anything vaguely. Do you know what it reminds me of? Okay, so I was sitting on my veranda the other day and the wind had brought in like a tuft of shaved dog hair. Like it, in my area it gets really windy and it had been like the bins get taken out on Mondays. So this would have been like Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. And there was like a tuft of like shaven dog hair, like all matted together. Uh, See, I and don't I was like, oh, what the like fuck that. is that? It looks like that. That's what it reminds me I don't me even of. think it looks like that. All I've got here is this is the good, scariest part of the show. His ugly goddamn wig. He looks like such a goddamn himbo. He doesn't even look like a himbo. I don't know what the f- it, oh, fuck. It's just fucked. Anyway, so Bill has taken Eric. Uh, Bill has gone to Eric with Jessica and says, um, she's saying she doesn't want to stay with Bill. Um, Eric basically says, "No, um, you've you got need to, to learn your... how to. You've you got to learn, to how, to learn be a how to be a maker. Yeah, you've got to teach her how to be a vampire. You've got to learn to be a maker." He does sort of show that she's responding to authority, and it's very much a yeah. dom bratty sub situation. Yeah, she's um, giving him the flirty eyes while she's there. She's like, yeah. Braddy, sub do 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 Braddy, sub do 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 Braddy, sub. I love um, Baby Shark. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> Bill basically begs Eric to take her and says, I'll return you the favor if you can just take her, please. Like, yep. teach her some shit. Um, so we're over at the, the jail where mm-hmm. Tara is, you know, like, fuck, all right, what am I going to do? So she finds out that someone has paid her bail, and it's a woman named Marianne Orrister. And, and Tara thinks so she's a social worker. It. I love her so much. She's such a good character. Yeah. So Marianne um, actually offers her a spot at her house and says, you can, yeah. you can come home with me, you can come live with me. Marianne, Marianne's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm sort of like a social worker. They know who I am here. I sort of have this halfway house kind of thing. Um, and excuse me. And kind of offers a kind shoulder to, ta- to Tara. Are you okay? I'm, I'm burping. Don't mind me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Offers this kind shoulder to Tara and Tara is kind of re- reluctant to, like accept it because again she's not used yeah. to people weeping out and being kind but and she also goes Marianne, with her yeah marianne's like no just come on like it'll be fine um and i love the fact that she pushes sam away like actively pushes sam away and sam is somebody she has known for years and years and years but this stranger walks in pays her bail and tara just goes home with her yeah 
okay. <laughs> like, okay. Do you like, own I, me? Do you own me now that you've paid my bail? It's 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 not exactly the best choice <laughs> I would have made, but it's a choice nonetheless. It's like I, I guess I guess you're mummy now. But God, yes, yeah, she is a mummy. Oh um, yeah. She, but Mar- Marianne Foster is a milf. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, and she's such a good character. Even the way that, yeah. like, in this very beginning interactions, you know that there's something, off something there. Her? Yeah, exactly. And not off, not, but she's a lot more than the eye, you know. Exactly, and it's not just the fact that it was the woman that Tara saw in the middle of the road. Also, because. That- because they do show her face in the end of last episode or when yes. she's like running yeah, off the road. Yeah, yeah, you see her. They go out and get in her really nice car and she's Which basically. Was a gift. Was it? It was. Yeah, so she says that like um, this was a gift from somebody. Oh, okay. I don't remember that bit. But um, um, she's Tara's, in a... Tara's, Tara's, Tara's like, this like, is a nice car. <laughs> yeah, you're a social worker. How can you be a social worker and have this car? And she's like, oh, it was a gift from a client. Dun, dun, dun. She's parked in a police parking zone and Andy Belfour pulls up and basically tells her to fuck off. And, and she's just surrounded like... Surrounded by assholes and morons. <laughs> she's like, Detective Belfour, right? And he's just like, leave. Get out of my spot. She's and being she's like, so right. nice. She's like, all right, I'll leave. And he's like, I'm surrounded by assholes and morons. And I'm like, well, Andy, you are what you eat. <laughs> Does he eat morons and assholes? Probably. Does Andy eat ass? Is that the question? <laughs> Andy, do you eat ass? Um, anyway, so Andy actually arrests, has arrested Jason and takes him yep. into the station. Yeah. Um, Sookie and Sam are watching TV and they're sitting quite close, cuddling on the couch. And Sookie tells him she's had a really good day. Um, and so she's rewarding that with making out. Yeah, and they start to kiss. But... Honey, I'm home. Bill smashes in the. He doesn't. He's. I was going to be like, you know, that, um, that, the Kool Aid guy on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Family guy. <laughs> Bill, like, Bill knocks down this door. He runs in. He's fucking right in there, they, isn't he? And they, like, he grabs Sam off Sookie and he's like, I told you to protect her and all this kind of stuff. And there's Sam and Bill are having this argument. And Sookie's like, um, I don't need you to talk for me. Bill, fuck off. Yeah, she actually. Suki, um, what does she Suki do? Res- she rescinds his invitation to her house. Yeah, it's pretty quite. It's quite um an emotional scene because I'm just like, oh no. And this is this is a big Fuck. thing as well. It means that like she's breaking that bond yes. between her and Bill. And mm. I love I love that it is such an emotional scene because Suki's like. I didn't know where you were. You told Sam to protect me. You told me you were leaving and never coming back and all this kind of yeah. stuff. And now all of a sudden you're here to dictate my life again. I'm not having any of this. And he throws out the whole, you don't know what I've done so I could come back. Yeah. That, well, no, tell her what you did. I'm sorry. We're not doing We're not doing this anymore. It's Bill Toxometer is pinging off the charts. It's like 10 at least now. It is It is a solid 10. You're wow. Um, and... You know, like Sam asks her, "Why can't she see what he's really like?" Yeah, Sam. Sam immediately goes back to that toxic lover pose. Yeah, and which is totally Suki, inappropriate at this point. Yeah, and Suki's like, "Well, nobody I've been romantically linked with has been honest with me or true to me or anything like this. So you're gonna mm. fuck off. I'm gonna be a celibate at this point." Yeah, 
Well, she says, Sam, my living room's wrecked. I've got a killer, a vampire, and a shapeshifter on my plate. Right about now, I'm not thinking about being with anybody. Yeah, and that's entirely fair. She, again, yeah. has to shut Sam down because it's it's really hard because Sam got kind of led on for a second there when they were making mm. out. She's like, I've had this really good day. I'm going to reward it with a little bit of smoochy time. And then all of a sudden, you know, Bill storms in, ruins the mood, and she freaks out at Sam. Yeah. And it's entirely unwarranted. It's kind of like she wasn't too – that had been just misplaced. Like it's just such a flusting moment where you're just like, I don't know where – someone's going to cop my anger mm-hmm. and it's just so happened it's going to be Sam. Yeah, it's just going to be Sam. Um, and, yeah, I again, I kind of feel sorry for Sam, but I don't because he yeah. should know better at this point. Oh, like it's such not the moment to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and I like he's freaking out because he wants to really show Sookie what kind of man Bill is and all this. It's just it's just a mess. It's just a mess. Don't do that. Can you do this when I'm relaxed from my anger and the fact that I just rescinded my vampire boyfriend's invitation to my house? Exactly, exactly. Time and place. So we go to the next scene. Uh, Marianne and Tara pull up in the convertible to this oh, gorgeous big house. It's like one and- of those. It looks like a miniature white house. Yeah. And Tara's like, damn, are you sure you're a, a, a social worker? And she's like, no, 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 this is just a client's house. I'm just staying here. Um, everything is very convenient with Marianne. But my favourite part my <laughs> favorite part is that Marianne invites Tara in and she's like, no, 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 you'll come, you'll stay, you'll sleep, you'll eat. I have such big Marianne energy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I my, my friends, like if my friends are having a hard time, I'm like, no, 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 you come over. I have a bed. I will feed you. Tell me your allergies. Yeah. Tell me your food preferences. Uh, I will feed you. I will bathe you. Well, I won't bathe you, but you can bathe you in can my house. You can bathe here. Yeah. You That's can, me yeah, with all can... of the bands Ned has been in. I'm like, yeah, you've got somewhere <laughs> to stay if you ever need it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's us. We've got like an open door policy with our friends. You know, if but you do you know what the weird thing is? My, as much as my mum was a fucking crackhead, um, she was like that with kids in my neighbourhood that were having a hard time if they needed somewhere to to be instead of at home. My mum was more receptive to the kids that she adopted out of my friend circle than she was to me for that exact same oh, reason. Oh, fuck. That's painful. Um, and yeah, she would always say that she's got all these different kids, but, like, I was the only one that she gave birth to, but she's got, like, a thousand other kids. And I'm like, okay, we'll just – we're going to leave okay. that alone. Um, so Andy and Bud are now interrogating Jason. Andy is laying bad cop on thick with three things. <laughs> Um, and basically it's because Jason can't get out of this now. He's, yeah, this is, he it. was there at the time he of the murder there. and he admits that he had taken V and when he woke up that Amy was dead and he thinks he must've done it, but he doesn't know why. Um, and he's like talking yeah. about how he like, he loved her and stuff like that. So he doesn't understand the motive of why he would do it. And then we find out. Well, we find um, out who did it. <laughs> so Andy's accusing him of killing his grandmother as well. And uh, basically Jason has resigned to the fact that he's going to end up copying basically the death penalty for all these yeah, things because we're in Louisiana, remember? And he actually asks the police to lock him up so that he doesn't hurt anyone else. Yeah, Jason Jason is kind of coming down off this high and he's this woman that he loved is dead. and Fucking hell. He's 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 just resigned himself to the fact that he's not getting out of this, um, and then it pans across to a file. 
Yes. From the cop from the cop in where was it? Uh, uh Bunky. Bunky. Um, who has sent p- over a picture of Drew Marshall. Who coincidentally looks like Renee. Dun, Ooh, dun, dun. Plot twist, big what reveal. F- Renee is the fucking killer. episode. I love this. This was such a good episode. And, and the fact like, that they don't know, they, oh, sorry, spoiler alert, they don't realize until it's too late in the next episode. So, yeah, they don't. So but, and I just love Renee as a character. He's so unassuming. I honestly. Like, plays the dumbass. Yeah, but he's got like, he this really great accent in it and all this kind of stuff. And he's so ingrained into this Renee person. Like, he's going to marry Arlene. Yeah, and the thing is, like, uh, Renee and Arlene have been on again, off again for a couple of years. So it's been a while that Renee has laid dormant from, you know, uh, after killing his sister. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love the way that it ends because it's like it's just the picture on the file and then that's where it ends and it's so good. I love the next episode. I'm so excited um, just because it's a really fucking brutal episode. Like, it's so it's- full on. It's really full on, but it's also playing into the next episode, uh, into the next season. We've got Marianne yes. now, like established in a little bit. We've got Jess coming back, and Jess is going to play a big role in season two and season three. Yep. She's like such a fun character. Um, She's so the good. The next, the next, the next couple of episodes are so good. Yeah, agreed. I'm absolutely obsessed with where the next episode goes. Fuck yeah, it's gonna yeah. be so good. It's gonna be great. Um, so I think that wraps us up for tonight, actually. Yeah, it does. How exciting is that? We're almost That's finished right. our first season. I'm so happy for us. What we do. <laughs> what we do. We do the next season. Oh, yes. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, uh, so this is generally where we plug things. Uh, yeah. Can please plug the podcast you were going to announce earlier? Uh, yeah. So to yeah, the one that I almost announced. Yeah, the one episode. that you almost announced. Um, so you can check out TGIF on Spotify. It's called TGIF, a horror movie podcast. And tomorrow slash today, when this episode goes out, I actually have a friend of mine, Felipe, from the Scary Friend, Scary Friend, Scaring Friends podcast. And we're talking about Wreck 2. I love Wreck. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I I hadn't watched Wreck. I'd watched Quarantine, like the English version of it. Yep. And so the, American, the original is so much better. So much better. I've watched uh, Rec One, Two, and Three now. Rec Three is a mess. How fucking good is Rec Three though? That end scene where you're just like, you're gonna, you're gonna make it out, and then they just fuck shit up, and you're like, no. Rec Three is such a. So good. It's it's such a weird change from Rec One and Rec Two. Yeah, it's especially because so it's. Yeah, it's not. It's like a combination of cinematic with fan footage. So I was like, oh, yeah, I like it, but it's weird. Rec one and Rec two, which are like fan footage sort of things. Yeah, so good. I love fan footage. It's probably up there as like. So my favorite subgenre is like really gory stuff, like Mm -hmm. out of control blood, like that. um, Like some of my favorite scenes are just ones where it basically rains blood, kind of thing. Uh, I so don't know what's why. It in Saw and stuff like that, right? Pardon? Saw. Yeah, Saw. Uh, 
um, like just really gory stuff and just like ridiculous blood where you're like, that'd never happen. <laughs> That's not how arteries work. But um, like the raining blood scene at the end of um, Evil Dead 2013, um, the Fetty Alvarez re- yep. remake, um, there's like a scene where it just like rains blood over this cabin and I'm like, holy fuck, yes. <laughs> yes. Like I just think a ridiculous amount of blood's the best. Yeah, fair. Um, you so also fun. you also had a big monument uh, moment the other week, didn't you? You yeah. We I launched my website here at Scream. It's an online outlet. It's super inclusive, um, and basically just a really safe horror space for people who want to write about horror. Yeah, and it's cool. I have checked it out. It's quite cool. It's it's educational, believe it or not. It Who thought that talking about movies could be educational? <laughs> it is educational. Don't what let your parents you? say. Um, I'm not doing what anything doing? particularly interesting lately. Um, my Twitch channel is still doing things. Um, that's 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 a thing. So you can go to twitch.tv forward slash gamer underscore raid r e d r a d e, um, and that's where you can catch me on Twitter as well, which is um, at gamer underscore raid, um, and then you can catch us. At at Club Dead Pod, yeah, which on is the where tweets. we post things. Yeah, on the tweets we tweet things. We're tweeters. Well, I sound I like, like such a boomer. The tweets, get the on tweets. the tweeter, the tweeter. Um, and you can come and find us at Discord as well. We've got a, yeah. a thing. It's 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 growing slowly. We've got people. We talk um, things. That's we cool. talk things. Uh, we do go quiet sometimes because we're just involved in life and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, come talk to us. You can find us in a whole bunch of places. Um, we're we're just us, chilling out. Yeah, throw us follows, likes, give us your money. Um, oh, you don't have to. That is we entirely don't really optional. That's optional. <laughs> entirely optional. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of us. Yeah. So um, we'll see you next week for the season finale. Oh my god, it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be so good. Good night, everybody. Bye? That was weird.